Holla at you, boy. Look at you. Nobody likes the video. Oh, somewhere that'll pop up. Video of Mark Brush dancing in a shawl knit by Grandmother Irma. It's cold. Uh, it's rest cold. in peace. It's cold in the basement. And I had to... Cold in the world, man. I had to, I had to hit that beat. Yep. Get a little cardio, a little core workout. Core. It was core. Good for your back. Tired, though. I probably shouldn't exercise before you podcast. I think you should. Do you care? Yeah. I don't want to be out of breath. Wait, that, that constitutes exercise? <laughs> Dancing around for 30 seconds? Well, it was hard. It was constant. Mark's 30-second se- abs. Flexion. Workout. You just need a little hand-knit shawl. That's and then nice. a beanie. All to hold in warm. So you're trying to shed water weight? I'm cold. Oh, okay. Natchcast 45, back in the basement. Last episode was Skyped. One before that, we were uh, in an echoey office upstairs. Before that, we were in the master bedroom. So it's been a while since we've been in the basement. How's it feel down here? I know you think it's cold. What else? Mm. Anything pinging for you? Other than my hard pee? It's like a warm leather glove. All right. Warm leather glove. Why'd you get just... myself a Halls? Oh, oh no. <sighs> I'm Mark Brush. He's Mark Brush, and I'm Josh Tyson. Yee. And this is Natchcast. We've uh, covered that, though. Oh my God. What are these pictures you put in here? All right. All right, I got a problem with the first item of business here. This oh. Carbon farming infographic. Uh-huh. Didn't load very well for me. Uh huh. That's the problem. Nobody at home, in their car, on their treadmill, gives a shit about your. All right. Load when problem. I click it, it says it comes up in French. It's a big article in French. Oh, keep what? And then I have to scroll down, and there's a bunch of nonsense CTA nonsense oh. here. And then uh, finally, I get down to this uh, infographic. But when I click it, I can't enlarge it. So I, I'm just saying, test. Do some user testing on your links, son. Mine looks good. On desktop? Yeah, that's what I use to podcast. All right, well, we're living in a mobile economy. I don't know if you knew that. I read off larger screens. Most people go mobile first when designing. So you didn't read any of this. I looked at it. Look at it. You tell me what that says. You looked at it right now. No, I didn't I just walk you through what I tried to do when I tried to open this thing and do my due diligence here? And, and that was the end of your effort? You were, yeah. You're stymied right there? Well, you no, I read the copy. Yeah, no, I read it. I was kind of like, eh. But again, okay, France doing something good. No, I mean, we need to. I was just going to explain to people carbon farming. We oh. kept talking about carbon farming. We did. There was some confusion. That was the bedroom episode. You going to lay it out or what? <laughs> the gist of it is, oh my god, that you can use agriculture to defeat climate change, mm-hmm. global warming. Let's hope that works. The world's soils contain 1.5 billion tons of carbon in the form of organic material. They're absorbed by plants. They're stored in the soils. So, if you keep the soil covered, right? Like with blankets? Never leave soil bare and work it less. For example, by using no-till methods. Introduce more intermediate crops, more row intercropping, and more grass strips. No-till... Methods, isn't that uh, Monsanto's new jam? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So are, are you being, are Love they them. paying you to drop this article in? I think Monsanto uh, just laid off 15% of his workforce. Really? Yeah. So where do those devils go look for work? Does that look good on your resume? They go, they go, what do you mean? You can only apply to another like blood-sucking corporation with something no, like that. Like, oh, you were ooh, director of communications at Monsanto, yeesh. No, I got a story for you next week about... Uh, Let's stay focused on this the week. Demo- well, I'm telling you where they're going to go. They're going to go wherever they want because everybody's going to have a job because there's not enough people to produce the stuff that the boomers and then us want. The stuff? So everybody's going to have to make stuff. You worked at Monsanto? That's fine. Go ahead. Go work for Organic Valley. Make stuff? Yeah. Produce things so that we can consume them. We need more producers? That's next week's story. Sounds like horse shit to me. Good. I'm glad you really liked that infographic about carbon farming. Well, it was teeny tiny and I couldn't get it any bigger. I think you know where I'm sitting when I'm doing my uh, show research, all right? I'm on my phone. How about this? So on trend it hurts, buddy. Epic animal oils. So we know Epic from their their meat bars. Mm-hmm. Now they have a snout-to-tail approach to honor the whole animal. And now they're part of the Annie's collection at General Mills. Good reading. Oh, look at that. See, when the when the text is the right size, I wrote I'm that. all over it. I wrote that. It, I sounds, thought, it sounds more like I wrote it. Nope. Product introduction here. What is it? They've got a pork lard... A beef tallow and a duck fat in these little, what are those, mason jars? They look just like jar jars. Mason jars have the internal, like they have the the ring uh, mechanism that screws down over the... You and your rings. If you want to get technical about what makes a mason jar, that is not, I don't think it's a mason jar. It's a glass jar is what you're looking at. So weird. Some uh, nourishing traditions for the prevailing. That's an interesting tagline. For the prevailing. It's like they left off a word, but then you're like, no, just for the art of prevailing. Okay. Grass-fed beef tallow, pastured pork lard, cage-free duck fat. I saw these, and I, that's why I said so on trend. It hurts. Very on trend. We covered this. Uh, there was the, the interview. We actually played a segment of an interview with a renowned Southern chef whose name escapes me. Sean Brock. Who was extolling the virtues of cooking with lard. Yep. So it makes sense for them. They're all about you know, caveman-like stewardship of animals. But then, boom, I threw that in in, in this week's program, and uh, General Mills buys them. Yep. Puts them in the Annie's division. There's all this hog swallow about yeah. epic, epic will change Yeah, General here's Mills. what's on trend right here. This acquisition is not about General Mills changing epic, but rather epic changing General Mills. It's a familiar narrative Ooh. to Natchcast listeners, is it not? Really? Well, Annie's said basically the Look same thing. Look at you. You learned. Yeah, fucking learn. When the links are set up right, I'm like a sponge, man. I don't know. This this little link. I mean, good for Epic, but, and yeah, good luck changing General Mills. and With your boutique fat. At least, you know, that's pretty smart, I think, General Mills now. It's clearly their messaging for acquisitions. It's like, you know what? If you're the natural and organic brand leading the consumer trends, you bat, you tell them that you're changing us. Go for it. Mm-hmm. We won't get mad. No, they love it. Good for them. It's That's a win-win smart. for everybody, and yeah. but only really if that change happens, right? Right. Which I don't know. I'm not that excited. I don't want. You know what? I, I don't wish, want meat I wish bars. there was like a some sort of podcast out there that would kind of take me inside behind the scenes at General Mills. 
with these boutique brands, these natural foods brands, to see if they really are affecting the kind of change that they... they uh, Annie should do that. That is a great idea. Huh. Interesting idea. See where that... Wait. Do you hear something? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I hear something. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's Greg's egg. Back, back, Mark, Josh, I love you. And I love this planet. But your Earth, it's so chaotic. I mean, it's always in this basic state of disorder. And don't get me wrong, I love that shit. More on shit later. But back to chaos, let's talk business. Like chaos, business can be trouble. I'll paraphrase the most lovely quote. Quote, Business is trouble. Every day a truckload of trouble backs up to your dock, and when that truckload of trouble stops coming, you go out of business, unquote. Frank W. Schwinn said that over 50 years ago, and he gave birth to the stingray, so he must know what the beep he's talking about, right? So I decided to take this quote and tweak it and do it my way. Quote, there's a shit sandwich on your desk every day, unquote. First, the good news. The more you pay attention to yourself and your business, the more power you have to change the size of your daily full of shit, shit sandwich. I mean, you can take it from a Whopper to a slider-sized nugget. And if you're lucky, sometimes you'll get to figuratively douse it with ketchup or mustard or cricket flour to tame that lovely poo taste. And that depends on your smarts, strategy, getting shit done, boom, and predicting the future if you can. Be courageous, face the pain. And eat quickly. Wow. Wow. Greg Bagney. Business lessons. Yep. First in what we hope will be a long line of Greg's eggs. Thank you, Greg. Greg is a Natch Rancher, close advisor to the magic that is this. He's a... Just an insightful son of a gun. He's a celebrated figure in the Boulder lifestyle, natural food, just happy vibes... Yeah, Community. we got about 90 minutes in the can with Greg, episode 39. Audio's a little wonky on that. Just Listener beware. You. Listener beware. Yeah, maybe not through, if you have uh, like muff style headphones, probably be all right. But if you got like little tiny earbuds like, you know, everybody like Mark has in his ears right now, yeah, you're going to get some muffs. You're going to dribble a little blood. Well, Greg sent us a tagline for his segment. Stuff you probably already knew but needed a goofball to remind you. Oh, I think he's more than a goofball. Yeah, I mean, you're selling yourself short so there, Greg. On, come on, G-Bags. Triple G. No, 3G. 3G. G R. a very fast network. G-G. He's a, he is a very fast network. He is chaos. Yep. Beautiful chaos. We Beautiful. love you too, Greg. Yeah, we do. And speaking of things we love, uh, local. Holy moly. The local day Watts has arrived. opening January 18th. MLK Day. There you go. Perfect day. Perf. Perf. What an amazing uh, outing that would be, too. You you uh, you go get your first meal at local, well, and then you should go to the Watts Towers, too. You ever seen the Watts Towers? First hundred or so. No, I haven't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. First hundred or so people in line. Free food. Mm-hmm. Free t-shirt. Hugs. They're getting Hugs. They're getting hugs? Yeah. And if people uh, camp out the night before, Roy's sending his family out there to like I heard pep that. talk them. Watchtowers. Gorgeous. Art installation. Uh, featured prominently in the Denzel Washington, John Lithgow vehicle, uh, Ricochet. Magic. Have you seen that one? Where nope. Lithgow plays the heavy, the bad guy? 
Holy shit. The, I'm more the of a Lariquette man. Lithgow gets Lithgow. fucking impaled on one of these things, oh, that's if I'm tough. remembering it right. That's tough. Uh, yeah, Sam Rohde, I believe, is the Did uh, you see some the of these artist. pictures of the food that they got cooking up there? I'm still looking at Watts Towers, but yeah, it didn't look like traditional fast food. No, they got this thing called a foldy, which I think is meat and some sauce. It's like a tortilla. Foldy. It's a tortilla meats taco. Oh. So they're like taken back. Yeah, it's like I hate saying wrap, but I feel like I could say foldy. This guy's eating it. He Can likes it. Can I get it. a foldy with extra guacamole? They got a very modular interior here. Lots of like blocks you can just move around and sit on, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. But then look at, is this the burger? This hero image on the... That's what I'm saying. It looks like it was in a panini press or something. Yeah, it's sort of... And what is in it? It's messy, veggie looking. I don't know. Is that cheese? It's cheese and meat. Looks like almost like English muffins. It's, yeah, paninied. That looks gooey and delicious. It's got stuff in there too. That looks like spring onions. Is that ketchup? I don't know, man. That does not look like a fast food burger. That looks like a art. Art. I'm seeing. You know what's dripping down the sides of food that? Food art. TLC, buddy. Liquid <laughs> TLC. Not to be confused with liquid LSD. Well said, Josh. Got and a product hey, review. Can you just keep talking? Yeah, here we go. We got a product review coming up for you. Uh, the Jackfruit Company. Uh, we, we talked about jackfruit a few episodes back. New meat. Uh, yeah, new veggie meat or plant-based meat replacement. Uh, the knock more being words that to say what I just said. Right. Uh, the knock being that it's lighter on protein, though, than your seitans Fibrous. and your tofus, but it is high fiber. Satan is high So we protein. talked about Uptown. Is it Uptown? Upton. Upton. They make uh, popular uh, handlebar mustache looking seitan products. Yes. Bespoke, Bespoke. seitan. Haven't been able to find their jackfruit anywhere. Oh, that's were they the other jackfruiter? They were. They have a jackfruit com- uh, coming out, jackfruit product. But I did find the jackfruit company yep. at my local Sprouts. I picked up uh, the sesame ginger jackfruit and the barbecue jackfruit. Oh, is that really your hand in the picture? Yeah, that's my hand. Doesn't it look nice? Oh, I thought you got that off the web. No, it looks very stubby. It's just the it's just the lighting. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, it does my thumb. Uh, it looks you know like D, it looks like D-Face thumb. Now you that I'm looking D-Face at your hands, thumb? you have some stubby man hands. Look at those things. Nah, these are elegant man hands. Oh, these are elegant. Those are piano fingers. Look at that. Dude, that's bullshit. Our hands are almost the same. Oh, Hold not even. Not Come even. On, palm to palm. No, just all... touch my hand, you freak. <laughs> Dude, they're almost exactly identical. You're no, full of shit. Stubby. Look at those stubs. You call me stub, then you're saying you're stubby. Do you remember D-Face thumbs? A man thumbs? <laughs> well, her thumbs look like big toes, kind of. Oh, good. And we discovered uh, that Megan Fox also has those same thumbs. Oh, yeah. she Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else, right? Her neck. But D-Face thumbs, we would make jokes about Gorgeous. her... Uh, Everybody is unique. Her iPhone screen always getting cracked because her power thumbs. Power thumbs, that's Every nice. Every time she'd tap, it was I'm too sure much. she likes that. She did. She got How a kick out of it. product review? They're What'd beautiful you do thumbs, Dife. You should be proud of your thumbs. Powerful thumbs. This ain't a knock. Uh, so anyway, these are pretty good products. You want to hear some highs and some lows here? Kinda. So I made them both on the same night. I served the barbecue jackfruit in uh, gluten-free buns from Indies. <laughs> uh, kind of a vinegary uh, barbecue sauce. Has like a, just a sandwich? It was just a jackfruit bun yeah, sandwich? Yeah, just a little sandwich, like a little barbecue sandwich. Sort of thinking of it as the equivalent of a pulled pork sandwich, if you will. Just that. Just the jackfruit in the bun. Uh, I melted a little uh, cheddar cheese over it. Mm. Yeah, in the micro. Mm. 
the uh, the jackfruit was good. The you know I've had jackfruit at restaurants before, at like high end restaurants. There's a restaurant called Populist here in Denver that serves a smoked jackfruit that is very popular and for good reason. It's freaking delicious. Uh, and I've noticed when I've had the smoked jackfruit, the texture is very consistent throughout. I don't know how they achieve that consistency, but in this product, uh, the barbecue jackfruit was a little tough in spots. Um, excuse me, I'm just gonna, that was a notification. I'm a busy guy. There's a birthday party tomorrow. <coughs> yeah, I get invited to seven-year-old birthday parties. Uh, so yeah, the, the meat was a little tough in that, and there were some spots where it was like really hard. <coughs> and then the sesame ginger jackfruit, which I liked the flavor better on that one. Yep. But it, it was kind of mushy. Oh, so I don't know if that's like that's what she said. something to do with the ingredients that they're marinating in, but overall, so uh, one I, was a semi hard in spots and one was mushy. Yeah. Could not get my kids to eat either of them, which was kind of upsetting. I was hoping they would for the best. What do you mean? You don't like jackfruit? Did they, what'd they have instead? Whatever sides that, you know what they like? I buy romaine lettuce now all the time, like heads of romaine. And then I just shred it. No. I cut it pretty finely, and then I drizzle it with olive oil and a little bit of pomegranate uh, vin- like uh, vinegar and put a little salt on it. They eat it. They eat salad. Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. salad. Yeah. Here's, here's something interesting, though. This was on the package. I didn't know about this. Uh, let me see if I can find it on here. It was a very big picture of the package. Uh, there was a nice little stat on here about jackfruit trees. Yeah, we're all waiting. Bated breath. Oh, God. See, these Google Docs are a little tricky. I can't just open the picture and zoom in. I've got this. So, some people just complain their way through life. It's always some, something's fault. Somebody else's fault. All right, motherfucker. I think I just remembered. It was something about how each jackfruit tree can produce a ton of fruit every year. Like, not like metaphorically a ton, but like literally a ton. So that's what they're banking on. They're saying this is a superfood because uh, easy to produce. High yield. Yeah, I think you saw that. Um, low protein load. This is not... What's the product review? The product review is it's okay? Product review? I just fucking gave you the nut of my product review. A single tree I'd can... I'd buy it again. A single tree can yield two to three tons of fruit each year. That's a capital T, capital O, capital N, capital S. If you're in the UK, T-O-N-N-E-S... Thanks for that clarification, Mark. Uh, my review is pretty decent product. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah. The jackfruit is a funny looking thing. She's cupping it. She is. That's a strangely sexual picture, and I don't <laughs> want to see it again. Uh, but you know what? I'd actually compare it to the kind of the consistency of like an artichoke. It has that kind of artichokey, fibrous but uh, pliant, uh, and it's got that astringent flavor to it a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. Not a glowing review, but I'm saying I'd buy the product again. I, All right. I feel Fun- like it's... You can, functional. Yeah. When I made the uh, the sesame one, I served it over... Check this out. Brown rice, mung bean, and then the jackfruit, the sesame jackfruit on top. And then I topped that with some fucking kimchi. What the hell, Yeah. Man? You want to come eat dinner with me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not just heating, yeah. and, heating and throwing it on a plate, man. You I'm have composing. all this... You went and bought, bought mung beans and kimchi and jackfruit. Uh, the kimchi I had. For a dinner. The mung beans I didn't buy thinking I'd pair it with the jackfruit. I just, just had them. When I go through the rice and bean aisle, I usually try and pick either an exotic legume or a grain. Okay? 
and this time it was mung beans. And then I used the leftover mung beans with the leftover rice and made a delicious fried rice dish. Fried ketchup rice. <laughs> fried ketchup, ketchup fried rice, a la Roy fucking Slow Choi. Down. Slow down. So loud. You're peeking Roy out. Choi. You're all hot and bothered today. All hot and bothered. You're from getting your, under my skin, man. You're your, fucking with me. It's not me. We had a great call for the studio. We're not talking about studio. With a fan, and then you had to get on the phone and do this healthcare 1-800 nightmare, and you're all hot and bothered. I will. I don't like to get political on the show. And I'm actually a pretty big fan of a lot of things that Obama's done, but this Obamacare is kind of a fucking nightmare. Why? Because our premiums, we pay for our own insurance out of pocket, and they've like quadrupled. What? No. Our insurance is so much more expensive than it used to be. And it's because we're, I get it, we're paying in. Prices are coming down from Obamacare. Uh, Somebody forgot to tell Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. (laughs) Oh, don't use that. Oh. Well, yeah, then you use one of these other providers, and then you try and cancel your application. You get bounced around between, like, 300 different fucking departments. You were there. You you listened to it I listened, through the it was, speakerphone. I, I could not believe I had to sit through that. Imagine living through it. You just had to sit through it. I don't have to imagine living through it. Stop licking the table. <laughs> I'm not licking the table. <laughs> the dog's licking the table. What are you doing? Stop <laughs> licking the table. Hey, but maybe, maybe he's onto something. Nature knows best, right? 2015 in review, Animals and Biomimicry by Allison Fonder. This is Core 77. That's a that's a design publication. Oh, is it? Yeah. Do you read it? Yeah, I fucking read it, man. The quote. Here we go. How can these interesting elements of nature be borrowed for better, more ergonomic, or more innovative products and designs? How much will nature's inherent design aspects affect our man-made designs in the future? That is a good question. And the, what can we so. learn from nature in the structural world? Well, dude, that's a theme on this podcast is that nature has all the answers for us. We're just blind to most of them. And so this is interesting. Not this all is, of us. Well, obviously not these two fellas. I've, uh, not this guy in a shawl over here. I've interviewed um, the inventor. I mean, she's widely credited for creating this movement. Her book. Right. What was her book called? It was called Biomimicry and Innovation Through Whatever. I think she thanks you in the acknowledgments, right? Janine Benius. 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 All right. This is a nice little article, though. I talked to her. She was, did a whole interview with her. Fascinating. Set the scene for us, Mark. What? Well, I am going to set the scene. Well, you're doing it visually with your hands. She, I was in like, you know, a windowless office in Boulder above Pearl Street. Yeah. I called her. I'm like, did these birds chirping? I could hear the sounds of the butterfly wings flapping through the breeze. It Wait, was... she was in Dave Carney's office? <laughs> she was in the Carney aviary? Machu Picchu! Yeah, Machu Picchu. Uh, I think she was at her cabin in Wyoming or, uh, no, Montana. She was in Montana. Fascinating. Oh my God, it sounded like heaven. I'll bet it did, Mark. To somebody staring at a blue screen. Trapped in an upstairs office above Pearl Street. With a headset on. Just banging your head against the desk. Over and over. Wow, look at that wistful look on your face. (laughs) You don't need to go back there right now. So I know a thing or two about biomimicry, Josh. Hey, you know a thing or two about just about everything, Kingmaker. What do we got here, though? I had not not seen some of these highlights from your Core Power article. Not Core Power, Core 77. Almost. Core Power is a workout, I believe. Or a yoga studio. Ants building rafts and bridges to escape flooding. Yeah, How that. cool is that? Fire ants. That was cool. 
Yeah. They, they like interlock themselves into a... Yeah, they do. The fine hairs on their bodies like fucking Velcro. Yep. Prevents the water from breaking. And then they put the queen and the the babies, not the babies, the eggs, the eggs, the pupa, the larva, the Keep pupus, going. the... The eggs. the eggs, I think yep, is good. The big them, egg sack. They put them in the middle where they're not going to get wet. Yeah. Uh, we got a... Uh, this, is some, this, this example is very compelling. A wounded turtle gets titanium 3D printed jaw. Wow. Yeah, this thing looks like something out of RoboCop. It sure sea does. turtle wounded in a collision with a boat propeller, rendering him unable to eat, was saved this year using the power of 3D fabrication. Look at that guy. He looks intense. He looks fucking gully. He does. <laughs> he looks like he's been improved. Yeah. But I wonder how he feels. Bird biology inspired bionic boots. Nice bit of alliterative headlining there. I don't know that one. Ostriches can amazingly run up to 40 miles per hour, and the fact that they also run with two legs makes for a prime biomimetic opportunity. Biomimetic. Yep, that's right. It's a good word. Which is exactly what designer Kehi Seymour thought when he invented these bionic boots. Inspired. You are all on that mic this week. Look at you. Well, I'm, I'm freaking out, dude. I can't see my level. It's going to be so loud. Well, luckily I have control over a volume knob. It's going to be fine. You clearly it's, it's, don't. It's good in the monitors. Well, the only <laughs> one I really appreciated out of this article you dumped into the document was the liar bird. Did you listen to that clip? No. You didn't listen to it? The one that sounds like a power tool? Yes. You just, hold on, man. You talk. I'm going to, that's insane. First, I got to watch this ad on YouTube about. You YouTube ads. <laughs> I'm trying to. Skip ad. Why yes. Want to make sure and mute that. No. That's the bird. Oh, yeah, because they'll mimic anything they hear, right? That grinder saw? That's the bird. Wait, that sound is a bird? Ooh, it got snagged on something. <laughs> I mean, it's insane what this, what this bird mimics. Chainsaws, dogs, there's like some people laughing on the construction site. It comes in here if you let me keep playing it, but you're getting all... Huffy. Getting a little bored. Yeah, you're just ready to get back to your 1-800 calls. Yeah, I can't wait to be put on hold again. Uh, so, you know, just, just another great little roundup of examples of nature fucking owning, fucking mm. crushing. Janine created a, an institute. They've got a consulting practice. They write books. They're, they're really uh, advocating, propagating. She knows. She knows what a bunch instigating. of fucking dummies human beings are. We think we're so smart. We think we've got it all figured out. We're just making a huge goddamn mess. Ruining all the built-in solutions that evolution has supplied us. To shame. I thought you were the optimist. I'm optimistic. <laughs> you don't sound it. <laughs> hey, I hear that uh, Monsanto's going to save us from global warming by fucking with the soil, right? No-till. <laughs> we're fine. The reason for the no-till there is that you don't have the weeds. You don't have to till them up until you can spray. Just spray stuff. <laughs> skeet, 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 skeet. Sound like a liar bird. That was a bird, actually. Two... We have, these are the actual news stories, which you've just Wait, excuse me. bowled through. That was number one. Excuse oh, I, th I thought you were excluding that from the actual news. Number two, uh, let's see, we have four this week. We only have four because we've already had so much up front. 
It's been heavy work, up front. <laughs> we had to work through. It's a little and we, had a, and we had an egg. We had to hatch an egg. Mm-hmm. Michael Pollan. He already owns 2016. Already. In Says, defense of food and the rise of healthy-ish, Sophie Gilbert, The Atlantic. Healthy-ish shouldn't feel revolutionary. By its very definition, it's something of a big old foodie shrug. An acknowledgement that if we can't all subsist on steamed fish and vegetables all of the time, we can at least offset the steak dinner for having salad for lunch. It is, as per Pollen at least, a philosophy that everything is best enjoyed in moderation, including moderation. There's nothing in here that we haven't covered before. So why, why this, does it why feel is this in so? Because this was the this was the oh my god. So because there's of a Michael Pollan. There's like a PBS show. They brought his book in defense of food to life. That was yep. a big January release on public television. Yep. And yep. then it was a Bon Appetit, Bon Appetit, I think, or Gourmet, or one of the magazines that still exists about food. That was their cover. Healthy-ish. Like this was the big deal for 2016. Well, my point is yours. Why does it feel like so subversive? It doesn't. Yeah. We're already here. Old news. Natchcast listeners know that uh, it's all about just fucking keeping it real with some moderation, yeah, well, man. But it's also, it's, they're continuing. I mean, at least at least they're giving. It's all about meal replacement bars, man. At least, no, it's, it's not. It's, uh, at least they're giving some time to like the people that are saying, yeah, don't freak out so much about it. It's just food. Kind of use your instincts. Eat the real stuff. It's the old Mix snowflake stardust thing, Mix it too. up. It's like, find what works for you. Like, paleo diet ain't going to work for everybody. If it works for you, wonderful. Run with it as mm, much as you'd like to. That's not what this is about, though. Well, fuck this. I'm talking about what's really happening. What's really happening is, is it's Michael Baum. If it came from a plant, eat it. If it was made in a plant, don't. <coughs> Ooh, that's a good tagline. <laughs> Goes on a nice little Kellogg. I'm not sure you've got this in Tangent, too. You're <laughs> What? You're not sure I what? The domestic distractions are really throwing you for a loop. I'm just waiting for things to settle down, man. You think never gonna... the holidays are gone? Yeah. No, I got to deal with insurance companies. I don't think that's, I think it's, I think you need, I think you need to do some other stuff. Don't get, don't get trapped in the domesticity. Do some other stuff. I think you're trapped in the domesticity. Look. All right, are we, do, do we need to dig into this article? I don't know. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it, man. I was talking about the Kellogg shit. You know what I know about Kellogg? The person or the company? That psycho person who thought he, he well, he was yes. trying to cure masturbation. Like inventing he was a big crackers. Big, yeah, he was a big proponent of circumcision. If you caught a young lad jerking it, you were, uh, his advice was to get them circumcised ASAP because uh, circumcision desensitizes the male organ. That's right. I'm pretty sure you're circumcised. I'm circumcised. We're only experiencing a fraction of the pleasure that nature in all her fucking wisdom would like us to have. So what do you think about that? <laughs> How big? How big's the, the gap? Well, I mean, there's a whole, like all the skin that was cut off of you when you were a child, mm-hmm. when you had no say in it. Right. Nerve rich. No, I, I asked for it. Creepy. Look. Oh, that was an unnecessary <laughs> tangent. Sorry about that. Man, just not finding our stride this week. I think we're striding, man. <laughs> the banter is on. You're hung up on my disposition, but you're the only one noticing. No one else would have, would have noticed. You're bringing it to the surface here. What else do we got? <coughs> this Obama. one's good. Obama hates mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. 
You, why don't you take this one? <laughs> Obama has some very specific food preferences. Did the audio just dramatically change? Nope. By Amanda... Amandan? Amanda. Amanda. Business Insider. Wait, you don't know how to say her last name. Some? You're just going to sclaze right over it. Sclaze? Something. What, what's her last name? Uh, Macias. Ah, Donata. <laughs> Some things Reggie Love, a former Duke University football and basketball star and right-hand man to Barack Obama. Right-hand mind. Oops, that should be man. Or man, my mind. It's a right-hand right hand mind. Let's call this episode Right-Hand Mind. I like it, Right-Hand Mind. Uh, what he learned about Obama's likes and dislikes. Dislikes. Oh, boy. They were on the uh, campaign trail together quite a bit. Yep, he was taking notes. I happen to have gone to high school and am good friends with and (coughs) spoke over the holidays with... Spunk? What? (laughs) Who did you spunk on over the holidays? You freaky Gilded Insider. What the hell is going on? Spoke to my friend Ray. Ray uh, is a wonderful guy. Also a bit of infamy. He's the young man who elbowed Barack Obama in the mouth playing basketball. Oh, yeah. Split his lip open. Very nice. And you spunked on him, huh? No, I spoke to him. Okay. He was friends with Reggie and got involved in that little pickup game and... Elbowed the president. Well, it was... Which the president appreciates. If I have... If I know... uh, know, That's a crazy I've read some Vanity Fair articles. Like, the president gets pissed off if he invites you to a pickup game and you don't fucking bring it. If people play (laughs) soft on him, he gets pissed and you're out. There's that. I mean... When you know, you know, when you catch an elbow in basketball, there's always the threat that you were, you know, you were, you were on top of someone, you were too little, too much on them. You, you asked for it. You weren't giving them space. That's right. I, Ray would never say that. But good thing you're here to say. But he it. does have a nice framed picture in his in his uh, apartment of Obama's like split lip. The only guy that I don't know what it says the hit the president in the face and got away with it or something like that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy times at Ray's apartment uh, right after that event. I'll bet. They were press coming up, getting inside his building, coming up to his door. Trying to photograph the elbow. Trying to, yeah, TMZ it. All right, so here's some things about Obama. We're going to comment on each one of them. I'm sure we will. He, no gum wrapped in tiny wrappers. He prefers... Tiny papers. God damn it. Dude, you are... You're accusing me of... You're the one who's off today. Come on. No, no gum wrapped in tiny wrappers. He likes the dentine that you kind of push through the foil. He prefers plastic-packed dentine ice. I think that's a plastic case that you flip open and they come out one by one, little cubes. Uh, no, that's those are ice cubes. Oh. I think what you're talking about is the is one where you... Is an ice cube a... Uh, he's a wrapper, but it, no, this is like you pull out a sheet of little uh, rectangular gums that are in plastic and then Uh-oh. the base is foil and then you, you push the plastic side and push the little hard gum through the foil. And really? That is what is being described here. So that is weird. That's that's almost more wasteful. Is it, is it because of waste? Or no, just has I think a, he prefers it. Has a thing about little paper. No kidding. Can... You remember that that uh, rumor that was going around seventh grade that uh, Trident, you could eat the paper, you could chew the paper? No, I never heard that rumor. Huh. Maybe it was a, you know, a Western state thing. Maybe that, that didn't make it out to the East Coast. Yeah, we're joined by my dog. He had an itch. No, right. no candy in the trail mix. Smart. Smart. Well yep. played. No energy bars with fruit pieces. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, what, what the hell? Yeah, what do we mean by energy bar, first of all? Yeah, I don't think I've had it. Like, I can't think of an energy bar with a big hunk of fruit in it. Usually it's well, pureed like to a, shit. A kind bar probably has nice those raisins. Are, and yeah, Those aren't energy bars. Those are like granola I know, bars. I know. That's why I'm wondering what's going on here. <laughs> Come on, business insider. Salads are okay, but only in emergencies because it's difficult to eat salad in a car. You know what Obama would love? A foldy. That you can eat in the car. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. That's probably fried and meaty. No. What did you get a? You get a. You know who would love that? The one-handed Taco Bell team. Okay, good point. But you get like a, a spinach tortilla with their wall of mannequin hands. Fold it. Foldy, foldy. No man, never. Excuse me, never mayonnaise. Wait a minute. First of all, salads are okay, even if they're hard to eat. Yeah, eat more salad. Hashtag eat more salad. I mean, we haven't talked about salad. They're not that hard to eat. I wish we had a salad of the week to throw in the president's face right now. You know, it's <laughs> a good face. Uh, not mentioned up front, but should have been. Monsanto Kills is on that board, and he's throwing all these crazy salad videos on his Instagram. He's yeah. making salads. He's going in on, on the local food thing. I think he's playing it up. He's shifting his persona. Really? I, I need to get back onto my personal Instagram account. Yeah, don't worry about it. My point is you put throw a bunch of stuff in a bowl and use it with a fork. Not that hard. Uh, especially if someone else is driving you. Yeah. Never mayonnaise. My, uh, my homeboy Greg, mm. Southside Church of Billy D. Love it. Hates mayonnaise. Hates any like mayonnaise-based dressings. Won't eat them. I heard a proto podcast you sent to me. Oh, yeah! Interesting thing. <laughs> that was called Bottles in the Aisles. He it was funny. His role in that podcast was funny. It was your role essentially. <laughs> yeah, but he was very like, telling me to. Like, he was mad and like, swore dude, what at the fuck you. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But we always talk about this it's ten year thing, right? It's interesting how these things are defined early. Ten years ago, podcasts were a big thing. How old was that podcast? Ten years ago, to the fucking day, practically. On is, trend. Is that the only one you made? It was called Bottles in the Aisle. It was Well, the conceit being that he and I used to like go see movies all the time and we'd bring bottles of beer in with us. So sneaky. So we, we've talked about revamping the podcast, but Greg doesn't drink anymore. Uh, so we maybe need to change the name. Or it could, you know, it could be Bottles of Soda. Uh, energy Bars in the Aisle. <laughs> yeah. Could be uh, Buds in the Aisle. But you have to go to a movie in a theater. No. Like th- that podcast did not sound like you were in a theater. No, we were on telephones. That's why the audio was shit. The audio was bad. <laughs> but the banter was spot on. And it was about 10 minutes long. Yeah. And, and well, and I had like put in like audio clips from other movies that we talked about. Yeah, there were movie clips in there. Yeah. Well, it was all about, it was a review of Shane Black's movie, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm telling the people who haven't heard it. Oh. Shane Black, notorious screenwriter. He was the highest paid screenwriter mm. in history. Uh mm. He wrote the screenplay for The Long Kiss Goodnight with Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. What? Which is That was the most expensive screenplay I in history? I believe so. And it would tank. What? And because of that movie tanking and him getting paid so much for it, it, it ushered in this new era of people being like, fuck that. Yeah. We're not paying screenwriters shit. Oh. But he, so he ruined victory. it. Well, but he did some good work. He created Lethal Weapon, uh, Last Boy Scout. He kind of created the... the <laughs> Look, the, if you're... The action Lethal buddy weapon? film, the action buddy film paradigm. He, Ooh. hey, a pretty bankable uh, device in cinematic history. We don't need bankable. Uh, that's usually what they're looking for. 
God. Anyway, Greg and I love Shane Blackwoods. We're big fans of Last Boy Scouts, so there are quotes, like little, our favorite Bruce Willis quips were peppered into the episode. That was my point. What happened to the fringe? The fringe is gone. You can't go to a movie that's like good. Uh, there are art house theaters here yeah, in Denver. Yeah, but they don't have any mm. pull. They don't have any pull. It used to be a thing. You used to find, uh, what was I listening to? Oh, it was a podcast. And it was Mark Marin, your buddy, mm-hmm. talking but to Todd I, Haynes, film director. I've been listening to that too. Yeah. It's a good episode. They're talk, they talk about the death of the fringe at the end. Like these people used to get on like Letterman. You'd find like these weird people show up on, and there was this blending of the two worlds in the mainstream even. Mm. Now it's like, they're gone. Well, Letterman was great at that. He He'd have like Crispin Glover on. Oh, that's right. God, remember those? Yeah. Those were insane. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Is that guy insane? He's... Crispin Glover? Yeah. Crispin Hellion Glover? <laughs> He's gotta be, yeah. Have you seen his movie? What is it? No. There's only one existing print of it that he travels with. So if you've seen it, it means you saw him show it to you at a theater. And it's, it's a... it stars people who... The main character has cerebral palsy and almost all the actors have Down syndrome. And it opens, uh, the one, the cut I saw, a clam... Is he the director? Yeah. Oh. A, a clamshell opens, and there's a guy laying in it with cerebral palsy, and he's got these very thick glasses on, and he's kind of trapped in it. He can't really move. And then if I remember right, a woman in a monkey like mask <laughs> dances over to him and starts masturbating him a little bit. I'm not making this up. And then the kind of the, there's like a side story that's about this kid who, the actor does have Down syndrome, and he... Uh, pours salt on snails and slugs. Oh. And the scream of the, the slugs scream when they get salted, and it's the actress Feruza Balk doing the screaming. But he, he'll he accompany each showing. So if you've seen it, it's because he hosted a... Is this a full-length feature film? No. It might be by now. I think he keeps adding to it. It's called What Is It? Is this is what and he I, does? I saw a screening of What Is It, followed by him uh, doing a reading of his book Rat Catching, I think it was called. So he just had it on a on a projector, and he took us through page by page and read this book. He's a I I I'm into Crispin Glover. He's a genuine weird. Yeah, here's somebody with some dude. some issues braiding someone's hair. This is the trailer. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, so never any mayonnaise. Yeah, you probably don't want to watch me listen to me watch. Grilled that. fish or chicken. Obama yeah. likes that. No, these are some act. This is. Hey, no fast food ever. Is that the Breaking Bad guy? No. There's a guy in a wheelchair, and there's these women that are undressing. Yeah, do they have monkey masks on? No. Oh, this is this is some sort of sex act. What is happening here? That's what I'm telling you. It's a. It's not for everyone. This is not. But this is not what you described at all. Uh, kind of is. Crispin Lover, I am one and it's fine. Everything is fine. That's the was bunny. That's her, That's that comment. Yeah, this is nowhere to be found. Quite a shame. It looks awesome. DC pig pen. Well, it's because I think he. Refu- there's no distribution. It's like he wow. All right. has the only Man. copy of this movie, which is kind of a... It's like the Wu-Tang. It's like that one... You heard about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Wu-Tang album. It's like... One copy sold for a million bucks to Shrelly. Shrelly. Shrelky. Shrelly. Whoever. The guy, the pharmaceutical ass oh that dickhead who like <laughs> raised the who shot up the prices on the aids drug like a, a thousand percent yeah <coughs> or more just so we have enough 
cash on hand to buy the Wu-Tang album? Oh, I think that this was just kind the of beginning of his problem. He's now arrested for, I don't know, embezzlement or something. I don't know. Obama, no fast food for Obama. That's smart, but what but, about local? There you go. It's coming. I mean, if if he's ever in the Watts area. And as I recall. Hell of a publicity idea. Like, you, Obama oh, pulls up in front of local? Uh, he better. He should be on that. Well, Michelle, at least. No, Michelle should not. because She's all about healthy food. I know, but this is like but about Obama nourishing. He, when it, when I was in D.C., he would, was I there when he was there? I don't know. He would go out, he'd have these like, oh, the president stepped out for a real meal. And he'd always go to like uh, Five Guys or something. It was always a burger joint, as I recall. Hmm. The, the consummate insider. No soda? Yeah, I'm with you there. No coffee, though? How dare you? He likes green tea. In, or juice in the morning. You gotta have coffee. orange juice. I think it's all the nicotine. You know problem. his his, his wife vice should is know the by now. Problem. You don't you don't fucking drink juice. If you're gonna have fructose, you need to have it with the fiber of the fruit, so you don't get a big sugar rush. Don't shake your head like that. You know it's fucking true. Yep. I think that's that's what I heard is like kind of how John Coltrane uh, ruined his physical health is like after he got clean after he got off heroin yeah he and maybe it was eric dolphy flavored nicotine gum no 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 orange juice they would just fucking drink gallons of orange juice while they were recording and stuff and they fucking made themselves diabetic oh huh just something to consider that might not be totally true could be hearsay who knows where i heard that leonard feather whispered that in my ear glassy water bears Water bears turn into glass when they dry out. Let's bring this one home. By Beck Crew, (laughs) sciencealert.com. So water bears, tardigrades. Let's let's bring this one back to shore. Dude, you have the wrong, your perception of what's happening is fucked. Oh, I'm in it. (sighs) Listen to to it, everything. It's just, there's a, a very palpable, there's energy in the room. It doesn't always need to be positive energy. It's not like I'm upset with you. Good. There's just this weird friction in the air. I blame United Healthcare. Yeah, as you should. It's made me a salty dog. I saw it coming. It was hours in the making, but I saw it coming. All I, right. think, I think it's made for pretty good banter. I mean, scientists have discovered. Let's be honest. That to survive extreme desiccation, which is a form of dehydration, right? Tardigrades produce a special type of bioglass. Bioglass. To hold essential. To, to, Just read. To, 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 what are you doing? To hold, to hold essential proteins and molecules together until they're rehydrated back to life. Now they're figuring out how to use this mechanism to develop drought-resistant crops and longer-lasting vaccines. So what do we have again? An example. An example of <laughs> nature fucking killing it. An example of Josh teeing up the big delivery and botching it. I'm gonna don't make me leap over this table and choke you out with that fucking shawl. <laughs> so they they think that the uh, tardigrades here have intrinsically disordered proteins, IDPs, and that they can use these damn things to fend off long periods of drought. They lose so that they desiccate. All the water disappears from their cells. Yeah. They disorder these proteins. Aren't they smaller than a cell, though? How do they have cell? I don't understand how, like, what a tardigrade actually is made of. It's a little tiny uh, moss piglet. Well, I know that, but they're so small. They're like, like, 
fucking tiny atom size sons you of bitches. You know what they are? They're the goddamn, they're our salvation. You know what they might be? Because if they can do that, and we know why they can do that, and we can figure that out, we don't, who can, fine, burn the whole thing up. Well, we can turn all ourselves into glass and exactly turn a turn a crew on a spaceship into glass and send them out into space, only to rehydrate once they reach a habitable planet. There you go. Pow. Problem solved. Problem solved. But what's ironic here is that tardigla- tardigrades are clearly fucking aliens. <laughs> yes, they are. They are not of this earth. Yeah. Or maybe they are of this earth and we're the aliens. They're among us. And they're like, God, with these assholes... I mean, th- so far they're not irritated because we fucked up the planet enough that soon we'll all be dead, but they'll be like, well, this is sort of uncomfortable. I guess we'll just turn to glass for a, a millennia and see what happens. We'll disorder our proteins. Invoke the bio glass. We're blowing it though, man. You know, I, here's what happened. I'm watching Charlie Rose last You dialed night. 1-800-UNITED. No, this is this, this. You picked option four. This comes before United Healthcare. I'm watching Charlie Rose last night. They punted you around like 13 times, and then it disconnected. You got uh, repeat Leonardo repeat. DiCaprio. Oh, Leo was on, and uh, Alejandro Iñárritu. Oh, about the bear talking about the Revenant. Reverend. Revenant. The Reverend. Good. I said the Reverend. It's the Revenant. I somebody told me there's some. The big deal here is that he gets raped by a bear. Raped. There's some sort of implication that no, the bear... No, I think bear... he gets mauled and left for dead. I oh. haven't heard anything about a rape. Well, maybe that was... But uh, Charlie Rose asked Leonardo at some Just point, Twitter. like, you know, what did you learn? Because it was apparently a very grueling shoot. Like, they were really in these, like, fucked up, crazy conditions. Like, mm. out in the middle of nowhere, in the cold. Is tardigrades coming into this? All day. No. They were like tardigrades. No, my point was, uh, Charlie Rose kind of asked him some of the takeaways of his experience filming this movie. And it, my takeaway of his takeaway, my para, my paraphrasification of his takeaway is that, uh, holy shit, nature is intense. And, oh my God, we're fucking it all up. And I am scared. <laughs> he used to be hopeful. He still kind of is, but I think he's like starting. Who? Leo. Oh. Huge, uh, He's got Climate that go- change activist. Yeah, but he's got he's that. working on a documentary about oh, that shit. Come on, he's got the goblet and the girls. He's fine. What, yeah, but, you know, all the goblets and girls in the world ain't going to save you if, like, we can't grow food. True. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So I'm watching him be kind of, like, pessimistic about shit. Yeah. Like, optimistically pessimistic. And then I'm watching BBC. Don't don't watch BBC World News right why before do you, bedtime. Why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. But they were talking about, like, this methane gas leak in L.A. This uh, methane. There's, like, a pipe that bursts that's, like, in a containment, an underground containment thing, I think. So it's just spewing methane gas. has been doing it since October. All the people who live downwind of it are getting headaches and vomiting everywhere. And the company's kind of, like, off radar about it. And they're saying it's going to take couple, another couple months to fix what? Yeah. And I've not they, heard about this. Dude, it's insane. And it seems like it was happening and no one was noticing because methane's invisible. But they were showing some thermodynamic uh, imagery and it's just like spewing. Oh. And then cut to a story about ISIS uh, burning all these fucking oil storage facilities in Libya. Oh. You're just watching plumes of black smoke. That doesn't sound good. Don't watch the news. It's easy. And then I wake up this morning and listen to my global news podcast, and they're rehashing many of the same stories. Oh, don't do that. Starving Syrians. I mean, it's just... Some days you feel optimistic. 
And then some days shit gets real. Some days you got too much laundry to do. And you're behind schedule on the shopping. Some days, yeah. You know what? I fucking love doing laundry, Mark. I do too. I love the process of doing the laundry. And you know what I love most? I love folding the laundry. Some days all your Lululemons are dirty. And you got to put on pants. Some days you have to wear pants, Mark. Yesterday I wore pants. It was a big day. Oh. No, but I like to fold the laundry and I like to watch the, the classic films that I check out at the library. This is my point. You're not watching. You're, wa- you're going back to find things that are off kilter. It's not. What? Is that you? It's my belly. God. Are you still doing the isogenic stuff? Uh, the vitamins. Some of the whey protein I have left over. I think we just got to call this one. You're such a chicken shit. <laughs> oh, you want to keep going? <laughs> All right, where we, we haven't where, even reached an hour yet. We're laundry? 54 minutes. Laundry? <laughs> well, you got to fade out. I think under an hour is great. So I think you were making fun of me. I think. The, oh, I was just trying to get to rise. No, I mean about here. laundry. Do you like doing laundry or not? I do. You like the the I like folding laundry. Yeah. And watching something. Yeah. And then I do my yoga while I'm finishing watching something. Mm, why don't I do that? That's my prescription. You can watch TV and movies, but just don't be sedentary. Does this Tyson diet? You mount your TV on the wall like I've done on a swiveling mount. You, you turn it to the part of the room where you got floor space. You do some yoga, homie. All up on that shit. You think I'm lying? No, I do not do you think you're go, lying. Do you want to go have a post-podcast stretch sesh? No. You want to borrow some of my Lulus? Are you ready? I'm not quite ready. All right, you let me know when you're ready. I'll let you know. You just, you just blow me a kiss when you're ready, okay? <laughs>